the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Jesse Gastan. He's the host of Way of Grace, a pastor and a community leader. He's a teacher and an inspiration. He's Lifeline's own Jesse Gastan. So I hope that I am an inspiration to one or two of you out there. For a half hour, five days out of the week. Uh, remarkable, remarkable, remarkable. But that is the God we serve. We serve a remarkable God, a marvelous God, a great God, uh, an awesome God, um, a spectacular God we serve. Glad to have you on this Monday edition of Lifeline, June 28th, 2021. We're about to turn the corner and celebrate Independence Day this Sunday. And I hope that you are free enough in Christ and sound enough in your mind. Remember, the Lord did not give us a spirit of fear, uh, but of power and of love and a disciplined mind, a mind that is able to ground itself in reality and not be taken away by the mythos of this culture, by the myths and lies of our media, by the relentless 24-hour-a-day foolishness that makes no sense to the average rational person that just wants to get on with their life, this mess that's taking place in our country. In any event, God told us it would happen. Why doth the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? He told us that he would sift the nations with the sieve of vanity and give them over to levels of confusion that wouldn't make a sense, any sense to even an ant. Uh, even an ant is smarter than many of our adults today. When you go to the conies and you go to the ants, you see how they labor and don't even appear to have a king, but they do. And that king is God and they follow his rules and they live life wonderfully, wonderfully. Uh, frequently, I get a chance to sit out uh, on my back patio and enjoy, again, the uh, the vitamin D generating uh, rays of the sun here in sunny California and uh, looking at a, a very large buried bush, or rather it's a tree, actually, it's a berry tree. Not quite sure what kind of berry it is. I got to look it up. But uh, this year, me and my wife, Barbara, have been able to enjoy the flooding in of bees and wasps and and different kinds of bees, bumblebees and regular uh, honeybees and wasps, just just infiltrating that tree and pollinating that tree or taking whatever uh, goods and resources that that particular tree in its purpose in the ecosystem has for those wonderful creatures that we need to keep a balance in our ecosystem. As you know, there's been a real concern about the uh, 
the loss of bees, the the uh, diminishing of bees in our world from pesticides coming from Monsanto, owned by the you know, the infamous Bill Gates, if you will. And uh, but but yeah, in our backyard, we've been actually enjoying them. And I think God has been smiling on us, not to say that we're special, but you know, sometimes when you look up and you think about what you have, and you know, you really want to be able to do that. You really want to be able to count give an account for, assess, uh, recognize, number them one by one, the blessings that God has given you. I hadn't recognized or have been aware of this invasion of these bees and and wasps and uh, honeybees, if you will, uh, for years. Uh, But this year they came out. Now, granted, we're doing some some gardening stuff that is unique for us because of our busy schedules and largely thanks to my wife and I've been healthy enough to help her with some of this and and, and just really enjoying the fruits of our labor. I wish I could take the micro uh, cosmic experience is this small period of managing, uh, stewarding, if you will, the, the ground around our backyard because we're trying to turn this desert that California is becoming more and more into just somewhat of a of a nice scenario. Um, hopefully to have some company by the end of the summer if we can. Oh, no, I hope so. But um, yeah, when you start taking care of your environment in a holistic way, when you start actually nurturing the ground and caring for it and tilling it and, and being, you know, uh, poked by the thorns and and chipped by the rocks. And <laughs> that's what God told Adam. You guys got to take a walk now. And, uh, uh, you know, by the sweat of your brawl, you will labor all the days of your life. And uh, and that's what happens. But if you if you if you persevere, if you press through, if you sow in righteousness, you will reap in mercy. And we get a chance just a little bit in some of our little pittance of labors that we engage in a couple, two or three times a week here uh, at home home, uh, we see the fruit of it. And we realize that if we could spend more time and labor more rigorously, it might cost us something, but we can see an outcome of a beautiful scenario with, uh, with, with wonderful, wonderful fragrances and scents. And not only just a kind of magnificent collage of colors that are good for our eyes and good for our minds, they really are. Uh, but they are also not only aesthetically beautiful, but 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 uh, beneficial to our biological makeup. Now we had a great we had a great health fair this weekend. I can tell you now, are almost five hundred people that were on uh, on live stream watching us. And I want to thank those of you if you're listening to us on the Monday edition edition. If you followed us online, thank you for that. We would have loved to have you had come out because the weather was great and. And the fellowship was fantastic. But Leslie and Birgitta did a great job as presenters of the topics for women's health. Uh, Just a yeoman's job. If you listen to the presentation, you'll know what I mean. And if you did, you can call and let me know what you thought about it by observation, either by being there or having watched um, at our number here, one 367 to nine uh, to to tell us how how you experienced that we were so thankful. I mean, the Lord really blessed that meeting. I had no idea. I didn't know. How, I did. I did not know that Leslie had it like that. That girl could actually bring it. 
And she did, and so did Birgitta, uh, the nurse who was uh, just so talented in her explanation about gut health and, and proper foods in relationship to inflammation and all of the stuff that you and I are learning if we are even remotely aware of how much management of our bodies are required now that we are so... Uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. calls it living in a cesspool, a chemical cesspool, us and our children. And we just have to be like extremely vigilant about our health. We really do. Or otherwise, what you will realize is that you are sicker and more sick than you want to be just by being passive about it. And ladies and gentlemen, half of that is on us. As Leslie said, this is just the way we always have done it. If that's the case, then half of it is on us. But the other half is not us. The other half is not us. I can I can let you know now. I, I After waking up and doing some rich, rich Bible study, I mean, the Lord met me in the word. We're dealing with the final judgment in Revelation chapter 20, verse 11 through 15. And I'm unpacking who's there and who's not there, what's there and what's not there and explaining why that is the case. But after doing some some rich study and rightly dividing of the word and laying out my forthcoming Sunday's message, I inadvertently ran across some some just great podcasts with uh, uh, Robert Kennedy Kennedy Jr., who is one of my heroes, by the way, for having fought so valiantly since the death of his dad, Bobby Kennedy, and the death of his uncle, uh, John F. Kennedy, which the government took both of those men out, as we all know, because they were putting their hand on the pulse of a lot of what is called the government uh, military complex. And now it's it includes uh, the health community. And, and there's no doubt about it. The FDA, the CDC and the uh, WHO, we know that. And the NIH, if you do your work carefully and what we are recognizing is happening around the world is increased sickness, but nowhere like here in America. Americans are the sickest people on the planet. So are the statistics. Remarkable. In 1968, only 6% of Americans, only 6% of Americans out of about about maybe 275 million, maybe 300 million, 275 million, we have acquired a good 100 million people, uh, not just by birth, uh, over uh, the period of 1968 to, to the present. But back then, it was only 6% of people had chronic illness. Only 6% of the people had chronic illness. Today, today, it's over 68% of us. That means more than one out of every two persons has some kind of chronic illness. Now, you know that's the case because most old people are talking about their arthritis and rheumatitis and their uh, blood pressure and their sugar and and all the other stuff that we call old age, but really is not. Now, I'm, again, bleeding out from, from Saturday, which was phenomenal. But ladies and gentlemen, you may not know it, but we have been set up for decades to be the consequent of what is now clearly a bioweapons uh, war against humanity. 
Now, you probably are never going to hear this kind of comment again on something like a a Christian radio station. But I'm making the assertion when you look at the facts carefully, when you gather the data around all of the uh, all of the medical industry podcasts where they're talking about these things and particularly Robert. Uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. is saying it with the kind of boldness and vengeance and fire that comes from a man who lost his daddy and his uncle for telling the truth. Uh, We are sicker as a nation than any other nation on the planet. Uh, And that includes uh, what will be expected in the next 20 years. Uh, Autism in our boys uh, one out of five, uh, if it's not worse, one out of every two boys will be on the spectrum of autism. And why is that? Well, I can tell you, everybody's being shoved into the pen today of vaccines, and that is going to make things look really bad in the weeks and months and years to come. So then what is the solution before we go to break? The solution is taking care of your health on a number of levels taking care of your health, managing your body's well-being, managing your soul's well-being, managing your social life in a way that builds your total immune system. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. The number is one 329 1-888-367-5329. If you want to talk about it, all the lines are open. Got a whole lot more to talk about on this Monday edition of Lifeline. But you know how we do it because we're not a podcast. We're paying bills, and I'll be right back. And now, back to Lifeline. And we are back. The time is 522 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. As I was stating before we took the break, we were um, just thinking through, man, what's going on in our in our present culture and um Yeah, the increase in illnesses and sicknesses around our nation and how we are just kind of bombarded by a new paradigm. Yes, things are opening up. Yes, we seem to be moving in a direction where, okay, you don't have to take your you don't have to wear your mask everywhere you go. But this was definitely a preconditioning for things that may be happening down the line. And so I'll just I'll let you know, you know, uh, based upon some of the echo chamber noises about the near future, you know, you'll be you'll be asked to put those masks right back on because there is still quite a bit of uh, of uh, uh, virus contagion taking place in different states and different uh, areas. And uh, I'm hoping that we can get away with three months, if you will. <laughs> of, of freedom, particularly here in California, because our weather is just absolutely great. Um, oh, yeah. And then on a, a, you know, an optimistic contingency level, as some of you have been working with me on that whole concept, you know, God can actually just send in a wind and blow away a lot of the wicked strategies of the evil one. And we could we could re, we can resume some normalcy. But here's the problem with resuming normalcy. If we think that we're going back to normal, then we are going back to subpar living. If we think we're going back to normal, we're going back to subpar living. It's what trapped us here in the first place. Subpar living is living with uh, tunnel vision, living with uh, diminished hearing, living with levels of naivete that just absolutely don't have our finger on the pulse of what has been going on around us. Subpar living is living disconnected from the spirit of God in any really substantial way to know again uh, what's going on in our culture and then be ready to actually give an answer to it. 
subpar living is fundamentally a kind of nominal Christian life. And you don't want to go back to that. The reason why God brings trials into your life is to wake you up from the subpar living that is not living at all, but it is a kind of walking death. It is a spiraling down into a paralysis of life where other people are controlling you and uh, and not you yourself. If there has been a blessing that has come up out of this whole COVID period for me is that multiple levels of epiphany and illumination and revelation have taken place in my life. I, I'm, I'm walking, right, uh, five miles today just to warm up in the morning. Then I hit the gym because I'm trying to uh, see my ortho for the last time here, uh, middle of next week. And I want to get a, you know, a, a screaming approval to go ahead on and, and press hard into it because I've got some goals I want to achieve in terms of uh, modeling for uh, my peers and the downline why it is important for us to be active livers, not just active listeners, but active livers, uh, living life uh, before God and before man in a way that that motivates men and women to get up off the couch or get from in front of the uh, screen and get off uh, of the kind of uh, passive uh, promoting lifestyle that social media does for you and, and it is also increasing your sickness because it takes away your ability to go do something like uh, kinetically uh, walk and kinetically run and, and perspire and, 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 and help the endorphins, uh, you know, flow through your body so that the toxins can, can go out of you so that you can begin the process of healing so that you can begin the process of feeling better so that you can begin the process of doing better and so that you you can return to the blessing that God has called you to. You and I are called to the happiness of blessing. And that comes from thinking right and thinking right leads to doing right and doing right leads to God being glorified in your life and others being brought into the attraction that leads to him by by right doing. And I'm, I'm hoping that we can actually affect that here in the year 2021, moving into 2022, notwithstanding whatever is going to take place. I'm hoping that we can uh, we can do that. Maybe build our immune system up for the next uh, onslaught of the enemy when he comes. And not only just our physical immune system, but this time around, don't just bow down to the Faucian doctrine, but, but, but be much more independent and free in your own thinking and right to make decisions that are much more in line and in keeping with the word of God, because he got many of our people this time. He got many professing Christians, wiped them out, took them right out of the game uh, because they weren't grounded. And you know that's the case because the churches have not recovered yet. They haven't even begun to recover. So many churches got lost in this worldwide lockdown, shut down business. So many businesses got lost. So many jobs got lost. So many lives were lost. And it wasn't due to COVID. It was due to these draconian measures. And we all know that this is the case. I'm, I'm going to really encourage you to walk in the truth, really encourage you to be bold about taking uh, control of your life for real this time and not sitting around and waiting for some uh, utopian uh, government to rescue you. You're in the best condition you could possibly be when you're free. And people coming from third world countries will tell you and me that so very quickly. You're in the best condition you could possibly be when you're free. So many people on the planet are looking for freedom and they don't have it. Look, let me go to line number two and talk with Jerome in 
Alameda before we go to a break. Jerome, are you there? Jerome going once. Jerome going twice. Jerome going three times. All right. I can go back to whistling. They tell me don't don't just let the air go by. Also, two lines are open, you guys. one 367 If you're a new listener, give me a call. Tell me what you think about the program. Um, if you're an old listener, give me a call. one 367 Jermaine, what's going on, man? Yeah, hello. Hey, Jermaine, you all right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess we uh, had some punch wires or something. But, uh, it, happens. it happens around here, brother. One of these days, we'll get uh, Elon Musk over here to fix this. But what's going on with you? Well, uh, you know, I heard the first part of your, your monologue. And uh, speaking of health and wellness, I, I'm, I'm sure you're aware, but the city of San Francisco has, I guess they're starting to institute a mandate that's coming down the pipeline maybe, uh, I guess, maybe 10 months from now of having everyone get the COVID vaccine if you're a city employee. Sure. And, yeah, they did mention maybe a religious exemption. My question to you is, would how would a Christian apply for something like that, assuming they're even including Christianity in the, in the religious exemption? Because for me, and I see a great many other people, and many who are not believers, it's not so much fear of the vaccine as distrust of the people putting it out. Sure. I mean, first and foremost, I would say I wouldn't submit to uh, trying to uh, trying to use the cover of, um, you know, religious exemption. I really wouldn't because uh, that would be the last recourse. And the reason why is and I say this to so many people that email me and seek my advice on this. Pastor, do we do uh, religious exemption for vaccines? No, because we're not anti-vaccine. You, you know that I know that we're not anti-vaccine. We're anti-gene therapy, turn the whole world into an experiment, kill off millions of them in the process, make tens of millions of them sick before we discover uh, a combination of this mRNA vaccine that actually substantially works over against what's being lied about that we also also know. We, we know that factually many of the vaccines, one, uh, they they don't have the immune capacity that they are promising. Why? Because tens of thousands of people who have gotten the vaccines are still getting the virus because we, we know the science. We know that. And and what's the point of getting a vaccine when uh, you can still get the virus? I mean, they got to answer those questions. Secondly, if you are a young person, as many of the people out there are, they shouldn't even be worried about this stuff. We already know the facts that the vast majority of people 50 and under are so well prepared for overcoming these particular viruses. And if you already have had the virus, your immune system is tremendously uh, capable of dealing with not only the first uh, uh, SARS virus, but all of the variants that have come to now. This is the data that has been coming in by a healthy uh, and, and rational virologists and people who are keeping up with the trends who can, who can actually study this stuff. And some of it is leaking out of the CDC, but not a whole lot. Um, I would say that I would just comp- I would present to the lawyers what I've been sharing with you guys. The uh, I'm going to pull this up online and, and, and give the official name when I go to break, Jermaine. Uh, you know the paperwork I've been giving out at church on uh, what an employer what is required of an employer 
who wants to mandate that their employees take the vaccine. It's a three page uh, uh, article that tells them that they are responsible for any harm, any uh, injury that you might experience from the vaccine or your children or whomever. And this needs to be given to the schools, too. And they've got to sign it off before you even think about taking a vaccine. And what you discover is when they read this three page uh, line with federal laws about coercion and compelling and trying to force people to take the vaccine, we'll get to a break. I'll be done in a second. Uh, When we get to the vaccines, they can't do that. And so what we're dealing with right now is is a kind of cajoling people to uh, take care of that. So there are ways of handling it. And if you email me, I'll send you that information over, Jermaine. Uh, I appreciate the call. Very good question. You guys, we ought to take another hard break. Two lines open, one 367 5329 Two lines open, one 367 5329 We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. And we are back. The time is 538 on the uh, on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Three lines open, one 367 If you want to uh, join the conversation, one 367 Let me do my uh, public uh, notice uh, contribution for today. I was sharing with uh, Jerome before the break because this is happening to people all over the state of California and across the nation uh, as it was planned on occurring. And it's taking place as a big battle in the Senate in Washington as we speak by uh, illumined uh, senators who are opposing this kind of narrow uh, agenda on the part of the uh, WHO and the the CDC to have everybody vaccine, all the employees vaccine, as if somehow that's just going to solve the problem. And we know that it's not. We might as well have a grown up conversation here. It's not going to solve the problem because we're moving into variants by the nature of 10, 15, 20 variants now. And so you're going to be on a regimen of vaccines for COVID for the rest of your life. A regiment of it for those of you who just are trapped by that system. But what can the person who is conscientious about and concerned about this experiment do? Well, there is a form for employees whose employers are requiring COVID-19 injections because there are federal laws that protect you. By the way, I'm looking at it right now. Federal laws that um, that that you can look up as, as to the to the end notes on this particular uh, uh, form is uh, 20, 21 particular endnotes. And on this particular form for employees whose employers are requiring COVID-19 injections, just listen to just a few of the statements that will give you somewhat of a defense against your employers when they start moving towards violating the uh, Nuremberg laws. No coercion. No threat of a loss of your job. No threat of a loss of your your pay. No threat of of diminishing you or demoting you or whatever, particularly when we don't have the science that justifies or backs up such uh, a position that's taking place around people who have COVID and people who don't, or people who have the vaccine and people who don't. That's just such a, a very bad path that we're going down and to just simply submit to it without some kind of reasonable argument is not American. It's just not American. 
And again, in Washington, right, Rand Paul is doing one of the yeoman's job of bringing this to the floor, as well as uh, a few other senators who haven't come to mind right now. But they are doing yeoman's job and their senior senators, senators as uh, at that. And they are doing yeoman's job of exposing the various ways in which we can actually handle this without everybody getting poked, especially our children. So, uh, you know, you can push back. I'd love to hear from you if you want to push back on what I'm saying. One, triple eight, three, six, seven, five, three, two, nine. The form for employees whose employers are requiring COVID-19 injections. Just notice what it says in the introduction. It says no to employee. Be sure to document the date and the time you submit this form to your employer. Also document the date and time their response uh, of their response if they refuse to sign it. Notice to employer, as your employee, I am requesting that you review this document, provide the requisite information and sign the form in regards to your requirement that employees get COVID-19 emergency use authorization investigational vaccine because it's not a vaccine. It's an investigational form. It's in the third phase. And if the truth ever be told, it would be stopped. Number one, if I agree to receive the EUA COVID-19 injection, does my employee health insurance plan provide complete coverage should I experience an adverse event or even death? That's the question. And the employer should be able to answer that since the employer is somewhat forcing you to actually take the vaccine. Number one, if I agree to receive EUA COVID-19 injection, does my employee health insurance plan provide complete coverage should I experience an adverse event or even death? Now, if we begin to talk about all of the adverse uh, injuries taking place, this program couldn't handle it for even four shows. Because there is plenty of data out there. Number two, as an employee, does my life insurance policy provide any coverage in the event that I die from receiving an EUA COVID-19 injection, which to the tune of almost 5,000 people has occurred, whether you know it or not, in America, according to the CDC. But you don't know it and you don't want to. Number three, as an employee, will you be providing workers' compensation, disability insurance, or other resources if I have an adverse event to an EUA COVID-19 injection and am unable to come to work for days, weeks, months, or if I am disabled for life? Number four, the Food and Drug Administration requires that the EUA vaccine recipients be provided with certain vaccine-specific information to help them make an informed decision about the vaccine. In other words, employer, are you giving them all the data available for them to make an informed decision? The EUA fact sheet that must be provided are specific to each authorized COVID-19 injection and are developed by the manufacturer of the injection. Pfeiffer, Biotech, Moderna, Oxford, AstraZeneca, and the Johnson & Johnson subsidiary, Janssen. The fact sheets must provide the most current and up-to-date information on injections and vaccine recipients must also receive information about the adverse events. 
Have you read, understood, and provided me and all the other employees with these fact sheets and with the current information on adverse events so I and we can make an educated decision? You see where this article is going? It's demanding accountability on the part of the employer to know as much as the the people that are going to be getting the shot know about injuries via these EAU injections. Well, I'm going to try to comply and take another break. When I come back, I'll finish reading the eight or nine points here. And if you want the article, you can reach me at gbchayward at gmail.com, gbchayward at gmail.com and read it for yourself because you ought to be diligent enough to know the truth because only the truth will set you free. I'll be right back. Free offer contingent on subscription. Pay shipping and handling. Cancel anytime. Message and data rates may apply. What happened, man? You used to be energetic happy now you fall asleep on the couch tired and out of shape don't be that guy try a free bottle of ageless male max a walmart bestseller with an ingredient shown to increase testosterone yes it's now that easy and when added to workouts this ingredient has shown more gains in muscle and twice the reduction in body fat percentage Plus, you get an added ingredient with a long history of being used for libido. Try Ageless Male Max free. Just text the word PUSH to 606060. If you're ready to support more energy, more strength, and more confidence, text PUSH to 606060. That's P-U-S-H to 606060. And now, back to Lifeline. All right, we are back. The time is 5.50 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. I'm halfway through the reading of the form for employees whose employers are requiring COVID-19 injection shots. And we have come to the number five question to be asked to our employers who want us to take the shot. To the employer, have you reviewed the available database of material adverse events reported to date for people who have received COVID-19 injections. In other words, you, the employer, have you gone to the VAERS section of the CDC, the VAERS section of the CDC that would lay out for you what is called Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, and they're, they're, they're up to date every three or four months. So when you read it, it's probably a month behind and then go on the VAERS, and not only do you see the numbers of the people who have died from the vaccines, you will also see the number of the people who are injured from the vaccine, and they will quickly tell you that it's only 1% to 10% of the actual uh, uh, numbers because most of the, the, the injuries are not getting reported by the doctors for a lot of reasons that really need to be investigated, and many good doctors are trying to blow the whistle on that in Washington as well. But if you're going to be an employer that mandates that your employees get the vaccine, shouldn't you know, sir, ma'am, what the VAERS report is actually indicating concerning injury so that you can be responsible? At least you need to be responsibly aware of the potential harm that these uh, experiments may render to someone if you want them to be jabbed. I mean, that's not you getting jabbed. That's them getting jabbed. Listen to what it says. The potential and reported adverse events include death, Anaphylaxis, these are just uh, immediate response, uh, uh, physiological responses, neurological disorders, 
autoimmune disorders, and other long-term chronic diseases, blindness, deafness, infertility, fetal damage. Yes, there has been fetal damage, miscarriage, and stillbirth. You'll find all that on the VAERS report. You'll find that, notwithstanding your media telling you that the vaccines are 95% safe. They'll tell you that. But then when you go and read actually what the CDC says, you're going to go, wait a minute, there's some contradiction here. Why? Because they don't expect you to to go and read up on it. I was listening to a fascinating observation the other day by a virologist, not a virologist, but a microbiologist who's been studying these things. And he was making a remark about um, a military experiment. And I can tell you the military is behind a lot of these things, as many of us know, and many who are ex-military know. You know the history of the military being involved in a lot of these experiments behind the scenes, and only decades later do they have to admit that they were involved. Um, And they were doing an experiment called the ASH experiment, where they would give groups of people information Uh, And the groups of people were all aware that everybody else in the group knew the information and that sometimes the information was true and the people could just confirm it. Yes, this is true. And at other times, the information was false. And you know that part of the time that the information was known to be false, that many of the people in the groups would still say that was true in spite of knowing that it was false because of some type of danger or harm or threat to their own person or their welfare, by which if they had been honest and open, it would have isolated them, separated them, and exposed them as being independent thinker with consequences. In other words, what we know is we can get our society to say one thing audibly and know in their own mind and heart that something else is going on. And that is the tragedy of our culture today. Number six, the FDA's guidance on emergency use authorization of medical products requires the FDA to ensure that recipients are informed to the extent practicable, given the applicable circumstances, that they have the option to accept or refuse the EUA product. See, this is the niche right here. If all employers had to sit down with all employees in a meeting and had up on a big screen all of the data, all of the information necessary and common to us all about the potential harm or the already reported harms, and people go, whoa, you mean there are some injuries taking place? Whoa. You mean there are some consequences taking place? Whoa. Uh, You mean that my own immune system uh, is largely capable of handling this up to 98 percent? Whoa. You mean that there could be extenuating long term consequences to my children and my children's children? Whoa. Uh, I don't think I want to take that. And this is the reason why they want to push it on you without you knowing. And again, this pushes up against the Nuremberg laws. The FDA's guidance says you have to let them know. Are you aware of this statement? Have you informed all employees that they have the option to refuse? Now, generally, they will actually uh, say you have the option to refuse without actually letting you know all of the data. And there are three or four more as well on here uh, that are just really worth worth reading. But um, actually, it's up to 13, but I'm not going to read it all the way through. The biggest, the biggest Uh, uh, problem that I have with all of this is that you cannot at present sue 
the big farmer. You can't sue the Food and Drug Administration. You can't sue the employer. The moment you sign in and take the vaccine or the uh, gene therapy or whatever it is, you can't sue anybody. You, you can't do anything but suffer the consequence. I wish I could get one or two people who have already suffered some significant consequences or small consequences to call in to confirm what we're talking about here. one 367 one All right, I'm going to start working on some of the callers here. Let me go to line number two and talk with Susan and San Mateo. Susan, are you there? All right. We lost Susan. Let me finish talking because my break is coming up and then I'll catch the other calls on the uh, other side of the break. It's so important, you guys, to um, to, to just walk in the integrity of what you know. I, you, you know, I, I'm just we, we see what's going on in our nation. We see what's going on in our government. And you've already been told by prescient people in the past, Aldous Huxley and and, and, and others have warned about these, these, these times. You can't be afraid to ask people information, your boss information. Number seven, with respect to the emergency use of an unapproved product, the Federal Drug, the uh, Federal Food Drug and Cosmetic Act of Title 21 USC uh, reiterates that individuals be informed of the option to accept or refuse administration of the product of the consequences, if any, of refusing administration of the product and of the alternative to the product that are available and of their benefits and risks. If EUA COVID-19 investigational vaccines are ever approved by the FDA, state legislation would be required to allow companies to mandate COVID-19 injections. Are you aware of these facts. And this is what has to be given to the employer. He has to know what he or she is telling their employees to do in terms of that. And then it goes on with just very clear information all the way across the board. Uh, as the legal, I'll close it right here, as the legally authorized offer uh, officer of the employer company, I have read all of the above information, have provided my employees with all of the information that the FDA requires be provided to recipients of the COVID-19 injections and do hereby agree to assume 100% financial responsibility for covering any and all expenses for adverse events, including death through insurance coverage or directly. In addition, I affirm that the employee will not be subject to the loss of their job should they decline to receive a COVID-19 injection. See, that's, this turns the tables on the head of the employers. And now we're, now we're getting up from the animal farm system. If you go and watch Animal Farm, all of the common people now become slaves to the one big agenda and they can't do anything but comply. But when you flip the script, when you flip the scripts, and this is the way the Bible puts it in Romans chapter 15, ye that are the stronger ought to bear the infirmities of the weaker. So when you're employers and you own businesses and you've got workers and they their livelihoods are, are, are 
a threat if they don't take the vaccine. Their families are in danger of being completely discombobulated, destabilized and, and, and problematized if they don't take the vaccine. You ought to be willing to bear up under the obligation, the full scope of implications of everything that this whole matter pertains to so that there can be a clear evidence of integrity in your company. Not just that you're bullying people around. Otherwise, this crap that's going on about critical race theory and discrimination and racism is still happening now. It's just under the rubric of the power of this COVID-19 regiment and agenda that's taking place. It's moved out of Jim Crow and it's into the medical industry now. If you don't take this, you can't live, move and have your being. Sounds like the mark of the beast almost. It's a tragedy. And it should not be happening in America. We should be having a broader discussion, a clearer discussion, a more comprehensive discussion than that, because we're free people. And uh, right of choice is something that we've been lauding for years and we ought to continue to have it. And I'm going to repeat this. I already told you a long time ago, you young people, you're good. Whether you take it or not, don't go around boasting that you took it and don't go around fearful that you didn't. Don't, this is not this is not this is not Hitler's Germany. If you got the mark, you're good. If you don't have the mark, you're bad. Don't do that. That's a that's an abomination. OK, you're good because you're young and you're healthy and God has given you amazing immune system. This, this is this might be valid for some older people. It just might. I'm not fully saying that I'm, you know, I don't, I don't I'm not persuaded of that. But good. If the older people want to try to build their shield up, cool. Let the young people go. Let them go. Let them young people live. Don't let them get distracted. I got the COVID shot. So what? Because right now, thousands of young people are having inflammation in their heart as a consequence of the COVID shot. Did you know that? Anyhow, let those young people go, man. They, they cool. Especially the babies. Don't be poking these little babies that they got to go to school. That's ridiculous. It's so anti-science. I don't even know. Uh, I'm getting ready to come out of my slippers here, but I'm not going to do that. All the lines are open. Our three lines are open. one 367 Let these young people go. I got to take a break. I'll come back and take your phone calls after this.